Renegade Broadcasting. Hard-hitting talk radio. Welcome to the Solar Storm. This is your host, Kyle Hunt, coming to you September 12th, 2021. Thank you so much for joining me here at RenegadeBroadcasting.com. Please check out RenegadeTribune.com and go on over to HeathenHerbs.com where you can find a lot of great products. Also, why not go on over to HellstormDocumentary.com where you can watch Hellstorm for free, learn what the victors of World War II did to the German people, and also realize that those people are still in control of the world today. Uh, you can pick up an updated version of the book over there as well as the DVD. So hellstormdocumentary.com is the place to do that. Watch it for free, share it around, let people know the truth. It's been a long time since that's been up and even more people need to see it. And if you haven't watched it in a while, watch it again. Today is the day after, September 11th. So since that is still fresh on people's minds, I thought I would just play this clip. It's one you've probably heard before, but it's just another thing that needs a reminder time and again about how it was our greatest ally, Israel, who did this to us and caused us to be in the mess of Iraq, caused us to go into Afghanistan. Everything that has happened since then should be blamed on them. We need to say thanks, Jews, for 9-11 and the aftermath the Patriot Act, and all the rest. You look at the Project for a New American Century and what they laid out. There is a Project for a Jew American Century. Now, this clip does not go into all the details. It doesn't talk about the dancing Israelis. It doesn't talk about the gelatin group. It doesn't talk about any of that. But it just talks about how the Jews obviously did it. This is from Dr. Alan Saprosky, who is himself a Jew. He is a retired Marine officer, and he was the former director of studies at the United States Army War College's uh, Strategic Studies Institute. So I think he knows what he's talking about here. He might be a little bit optimistic about what the Americans would do if they found out about this. But you know what? We don't know because a lot of Americans still don't know that Israel did this. You'd have to think that people within the intelligence sector, within the military, would find out about this. So what are they doing? They're still going over training with Israel? This is just absolutely insane. We need to ensure that everybody out there who has at least a few brain cells left is able to understand that our greatest ally is in fact our greatest enemy. So here you go. Let's listen in. They did it. I have 
had long conversations over the past two weeks with contacts at the Army War College, at Headquarters Marine Corps, and I've made it absolutely clear in both cases that it is 100% certain that 9-11 was a Mossad operation. And what I, what I showed them immediately afterwards, the third building at the World Trade Center going down, WBC-7. And they look at that, and I said, now you understand that if one of the buildings was wired for demolition, all of them were wired for demolition. And what Americans need to understand, they did it. They did it. And if they do understand that, Israel will flat ass disappear from this earth. 9-11 has led directly to 60,000 Americans dead and wounded. God knows how many hundreds of thousands of people in other countries that we've killed or wounded or made homeless. If Americans ever know, ever know that Israel did this, they're going to scrub them off the earth and they're not going to give a rat's ass what the cost is. They are not going to care. They will do it. The Zionists are playing this as, as truly an all-or-nothing exercise because if they, if they lose this one, if the American people ever realize what's happened, they're done. It'll be a bloody, brutal war, and they're gone. I mean, this is, this is, it's not even going to be a close contest. Three buildings went down. The third was not hit by a plane. It was wired for controlled demolition. Therefore, all of them were wired for controlled demolition. You know, what I, what I have done when I presented it to these people, and I said, just look at this. Look at this picture. You know, don't, I'm not going to give you an argument. Just look at it. And they look at the film, and without exception, they come back and they say, they did it, didn't they? They said, yep, they did. They did 9-11. They did 9-11. The Jews did 9-11. The Israelis did 9-11, working with their allies here in the United States government. And, of course, their buddies in Saudi Arabia, the crypto-Jewish kingdom of Saudi Arabia. Now, let's get over to the crypto-Jewish kingdom of the United States here, the United States Empire, which is now ruling that basically everybody just needs to get vaxxed up. So this week, Biden, the Biden regime, because Biden's not really anything other than a puppet, a figurehead, uh, they've ordered a sweeping vaccine mandate, and uh, this is going to be affecting about 100 uh, million Americans. Uh, any employer with over 100 workers has been ordered to mandate their workers be vaxxed up, or they could do weekly testing, but that's pretty much um, not even an option from what I can tell. That's just a kind of little way of making it seem like we're not making everybody get vaxxed. You could always just do the testing route, but they're going to make it extremely hard to actually have that implemented. So just just get your damn vaccine. Uh, so Biden came out with this 30-minute speech just blaming all the unvaccinated people for the country's woes and basically painting us as public enemy number one, well, actually number two behind white supremacists, so if you're both a white supremacist, neo-Nazi, and also an anti-vaxxer, 
well, then you're just, you know, at the, the, the top of the list for people who just needs to be eradicated. Now, uh, he came out and this speech was just a rambling bunch of nonsense. You know, he's, he said, we've been patient, but our patience is wearing thin and your refusal has cost us all. So please do the right thing. No, Joe, our patience is wearing thin. Our patience our patients watching a president who has been on live TV molesting children, molesting little girls, pinching their nipples, caressing them, sniffing their hair. Our patients watching you poison the American people and people around the world with your, your, your vaccine scheme, which is making billions and billions for the Jewish uh, pharmaceutical companies. Our patients is wearing thin for all of this. That's what you need to be worried about, Joe. And not just Joe, all the people who are surrounding him, all the many, 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 many Jews who surround Joe Biden in his administration, which we've gone through before, and all the Jews at the CDC, which is a complete Jewish uh, uh, organization right now, as has been documented on the Tribune by a first-time contributor uh, who wrote an article about the, the Jewish CDC. So do check that one out as well. So basically, if you want to do any work with the federal government as well, you need to get vaccinated. If you want to do business at all with the, vac- the federal government, you need to vaccinate your workforce. That's what he's saying. And you can be fined up to uh, $14,000 per violation if employers don't mandate the vax to their employees. Absolutely sickening. There was a question asked of uh, Jen, the uh, White House spokesperson, press secretary about uh are you requiring uh the illegals who you're allowing into the country to be faxed no 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 it's just for the american citizens oh and you know who else is exempt from getting vaxxed up congressmen and their staff and also the judicial branch yeah they don't have to get vaxxed up well oops also the usps because i guess they've got a pretty good union but you know you you need to it's for you not for Congress and their staff. No, no, no. Do as I say, not as I do. Yes. But back, you know, just months ago, you, you have the government saying that uh, the vaccine mandate is not the government's role. That's what Jen had said before. Also, Biden had said, uh, I don't think it should be mandatory. That's not the role of the federal government. That's what his press secretary said. Also, the CDC under Jew Rochelle Walensky had said that there will be no federal mandate on the COVID-19 vaccine. Well, it's not a federal mandate. It's the private businesses that we're mandating vaccinate their workforce. So, you know, if you don't want to work, you don't have to work, right? It's just so insane. We're going to starve you into submission. It's your choice whether or not you take it. Well, you won't be able to work and you won't be able to feed your family unless you do. But it's your choice. It's your choice, Goyam, as we usher in uh, basically a holodomor where we starve off anybody who won't submit to the vaccine and kill all the people that do get the vaccine over the years because of uh, prion disease or because of blood clots or because of inflamed hearts or whatever the case may be, neurological damage, Bell's palsy. It's just it's sickening. So many people have already died. So many people have already been injured. Now they're mandating this. All while, it's been up 300%. COVID cases up 300% since this time last year. This time last year, we didn't have the, fa- the vaccine in a bunch of people. So if the vaccine was actually working, that number should be far, far lower, right? It shouldn't be going up. 
300% more COVID cases uh, from this Labor Day to last. You know, what was supposed to happen is you get all these vaccines and then COVID would go down. What's actually happening is more vaccination leads to more COVID because what's going on is the vaccine is making people sick. That's what's actually taking place. So the solution to the vaccine making more people sick is, of course, we need more vaccinations. Whoa, but believe them, it's a pandemic of the unvaccinated. Uh, yeah, there are a few breakthrough cases. Oh, come on. We saw that 75% of the cases in Barnstable County up in Massachusetts, which is actually the county I used to live in. I still got a Barnstable phone number. Uh, 75% of those uh, of people hospitalized were in... Uh, and I think it was actually just 75% of the cases, uh, positive cases, were people who had been vaccinated. Yeah. All these breakthrough cases, isn't it just amazing? And even if it is somebody who has not been vaccinated who's coming down and testing positive with, with COVID, I'm not saying COVID is even real, but they're sick and they test positive. Well, what is taking place? It's the vaccinated people who are spreading their sickness to these unvaccinated people. The vaccine is to blame for all of this. It's attacking the immune system and causing people to turn into spike protein factories. That's at least what they're saying that it is supposed to be doing. Now, in, here in the United States, we have over 650,000 reported injuries in the VAERS database. It's something uh, like, I uh, forget the amount of deaths, a little bit less than 20,000 official uh, deaths in the VAERS database. Over there in the UK, the European Union's version of that same database, it's about uh, almost 21,000 dead and 1.9 million injured. But get your damn vaccines. They're safe and effective. Listen to the Jewish uh, CEO of Pfizer. He'll tell you all about it. They're safe and effective, Goyam. Oh my God, it is so infuriating to see this unfold and to see people not be able to understand. Oh, vaccines are good for us. They're going to stop COVID all while vaccinated America has 300% more cases after all these vaccines. Same thing over there in Israel. Everybody's getting all vaxxed up and they're, they've got an explosion of COVID. Oh, what, what do you know? And of course, I published a study on the Tribune about how fully vaccinated healthcare workers carry 251 times the viral load and pose threat to unvaccinated patients. Jeez, guys, it's so easy. It's so easy to understand. We're not to blame. The unvaccinated people are not to blame. It's the Zionist-occupied government under both the puppet Trump, who's the father of the vaccine, as he likes to say, and he tells his audience to go get vaxxed up and gets booed for doing so, and under the puppet Biden. They're to blame for people being hospitalized, severely damaged, and dying. They show for the pharmaceutical companies who are making obscene amounts of money through the entire scandemic. They have blood on their hands. They need to be put in the crosshairs here. The people of the world need to understand these sick psychopaths are seeking to destroy us. They're not trying to help us. They're not trying to help us be uh, healthy here. It is their new world order they're installing, the Jew world order, and COVID-19 is a great way for them to get this into place. So these people need to be locked up and tried. We should not be listening to them on anything. They're, th people like Joe Biden are brazen enough to go molest children on TV. Imagine what they're doing behind the scenes. When are we going to not submit to this? When are we going to say enough's enough? When are we going to actually stand up and stop these people? Stop their murderous agenda? The, I don't even know what to say anymore. You know, you'd think I'd be chomping at the bit to get on the air this week and talk about Joe Biden's uh, vaccine mandate. But no. Honestly, 
it's hard because I don't know the words to say to properly communicate my frustration, my anger, and tell you what I think needs to be done. Because I actually can't tell you what I'm thinking in my head because what I'm thinking in my head would probably be deemed illegal. I'm not telling you to go out there and do illegal things. I'm just trying to tell you. It's difficult for me because I know that if I say what I'm actually thinking and feeling, I could probably be arrested. Okay? But I don't like uh, being ruled over by, by Zionist stooges who molest children and uh, poison the people. That's all I'm saying. I, I don't like that. I don't approve of that. I, I hope you don't either. Oh, man. But just it just tell, it just shows you everything you need to know that, about how members of Congress and their staff are exempt from the vaccine mandate. Oh man, pitchforks and torches. That's what we need, people. Let's take a look at this article. Despite 95% vaccination rate, Cornell today has five times more COVID cases than it did this time last year. This is from the College Fix. So if the goal is to prevent infection, the 95% vaccination rate on Cornell's campus has not accomplished that. No, of course, the vaccine is causing people to test positive and to get sick, okay? It is so obvious that, I, I'm like, how do people not get this? I thought there were some, some kind of smart people still in this country, right? You've got, you've got uh, what, an average IQ of 100 for white people. It might be a little bit less here in America, Hundreds should be enough to figure out what's going on. But unfortunately, what we've seen is that it's in the middle of the bell curve that people are just going right along with the vaccine mandate and the mask mandate and all the rest of the insanity and the lockdowns. It's the people right in the middle. They're so, oh, this makes sense. Trust the science. And it's actually people on the ends, either, you know, people on the lower end of the socioeconomic uh, status uh, here or people on the higher end with uh, high intelligence uh, professors and things where they're the ones who are very distrustful of the government. But people in the middle just going right along like uh, lemmings, like sheep. It is uh, it's something we need to rectify here. We, we can get through to them. Don't give up on all these people. Especially once these uh, people start seeing their loved ones or they themselves start to suffer. I think they'll be looking for answers. We cannot give up on them. We need as many people as possible. I'm not saying to waste your time banging your head against the wall with certain family members or friends who just won't listen. But I'm talking about in general, the people are ready. They're ready to be awakened. I'm not talking about getting wokened, but awakened. Isn't it amazing, though, that they introduced that term woke after we've had so many years of people getting awakened to the truth and then woke. That's what... That's what the mainstream uh, came up with to try to get people corralled into a false kind of enlightenment, a false awakening about how white supremacy is to blame for everything instead of how Jewish power, Jewish supremacy is ruining our world. Okay, whoa, I am getting fired up and it's, it's hard. It's hard for me to properly channel my anger, to really just convey to you how upsetting this is and how we cannot tolerate this. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to take a short musical break here uh, for a little dubstep track, a very short one that uh, Sinead made. But this is one time. Forget the conspiracy. Listen to our government agencies. These guys are telling the truth. You know, there's no conspiracy here, folks. Just get your damn vaccine. Get your damn vaccine. Get, 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 get,
Tritium vaccine. Listen to our government agencies. These guys are telling the truth. Vaccine. Forget the conspiracy. Forget the conspiracy. Just get your damn vaccine. Yeah, that's a great, great one. A classic. A classic clip from back in the swine flu days. All right, so let's now turn to uh, the new uh, Australia. We're going to turn to Australia where that uh, Dr. Carrie Chant, possible tranny, has uh, really let the cat out of the bag and talked about contact tracing in the New World Order. She's uh, talking about how we're going to be looking at what contract look, tracing looks like in the New World Order. Let's take a listen in here. Will exposure sites be put back in place, especially with reopening and people going back to pubs and stuff? Because our exposure sites still, will they be put back in place to be listed once we are reopening? Because they're not at the moment. Um, we will be looking at what contact tracing looks like in the New World Order. This is a world pandemic. It's a one in 100 year event. So you can expect that we will have transmission uh, from time to time and that's just the way it is we've got to accept that this is the new world order we've got to accept that this is the new world order the new world order the new world order life can go on as it is so yeah you heard first dr carrie chant who is the chief health officer of new south wales and then after that we had uh brad hazard who's the new south wales health minister and there's another clip of him talking about the New World Order and everything. It's the Jew World Order. You actually look at this old uh, newspaper headline about how the New World Order pledged to Jews. What was that, from 1942 or something? Yep, New World Order pledged to Jews. And that's what they've got. They've got the Jew World Order right now. And they're injuring people, killing people, as they like to do. Torturing people. That's what's happening. Let's take a look at this study. More boys at risk from CV shots than COVID. Now, this is just looking at boys, girls, women are being harmed by this as well. Men, but this study just looks at boys. We also don't know the long-term effects on, let's say, females and their reproduction. But this it was actually reported by The Telegraph. Very interesting. Young males are six times more likely to suffer from heart problems after being jabbed than be hospitalized from coronavirus six times more likely to have heart problems than to be hospitalized oh but the benefits outweigh the the risks oh really really oh yeah we got to get the 12 and ups uh, and then after that we got to get 5 to 12 yeah i've been listening to fauci I've been listening to uh the pfizer ceo we got to just get vax mandates for all these school children oh yeah over there in los angeles now all school children 12 and up are required to be vaxxed up while we've got studies like this showing that these boys are far more likely to suffer heart problems than to even be hospitalized with something that they're almost guaranteed to survive. Guys, how are people not getting this? How are people not out there in arms, pitchforks and torches, just running these people out of town? Oh, man. It's just so infuriating. Let's listen in uh, to Biden saying parents should get their children 12 and older vaccinated. And also uh, for children 12 and under, he says every parent, every teenage sibling, every caregiver around them should be vaccinated. The third piece of my plan is keeping, and maybe the most important, is keeping our children safe and our schools open. For any parent, it doesn't matter how low the risk of any illness or accident is when it comes to your child or grandchild. Trust me. I know. So, 
Let me speak to you directly. Let me speak to you directly to help ease some of your worries. It comes down to two separate categories. Children ages 12 and older who are eligible for a vaccine now. And children ages 11 and under who are not yet eligible. The safest thing for your child 12 and older is to get them vaccinated. They get vaccinated for a lot of things. Mm. That's it. Get them vaccinated. As of adults, almost all the serious COVID-19 cases we're seeing among adolescents are in unvaccinated 12 to 17-year-olds, an age group that lags behind in vaccination rates. So parents, please get your teenager vaccinated. What about children under the age of 12 who can't get vaccinated yet? Well, the best way for a parent to protect their child under the age of 12 starts at home. Every parent, every teen sibling, every caregiver around them should be vaccinated. Children have four times higher chance of getting hospitalized if they live in a state with low vaccination rates rather than states with high vaccination. We just have a president who's a pharmaceutical shill here, lying outright and pushing for the uh, third doses, the booster shots for everybody. Oh, it's, oh. And we're the domestic terrorists because we don't want people to be poisoned with, uh, with these toxic jabs. Oh, man. It's just so infuriating. I, I don't know how many times I can say that. But it is. Absolutely is. All right. You know what? Let's play another clip here. Let's listen in to Klaus Schwab from the World Economic Forum talking in 2015 about uh, how he wants to change our DNA and make us into non-humans and how that's going to come with some different legal implications, you know, like you losing all human rights because you're no longer human and also because they own your genetic sequences. I mean, he doesn't say that that right outright, but that's what he's talking about here. And yes, guys, I know Klaus Schwab is meant to seem like this German villain, but yes, he's probably, I think he's at least half Jewish. This guy, even if he wasn't, he's a crypto. And even if he was a German, he's a complete sellout. So don't, don't get hung up on his name because his name is Klaus Schwab. We know what he is. And let's listen to him talking about the, the plan that they laid out back, I mean, even years before 2015. The difference of this first uh, industrial revolution is it doesn't change what you are doing. It changes you. If you take a genetic editing, right. uh, just as an example, it's you who exactly. are changed. Yeah. And of yeah. course, this has a big impact on yeah. your identity. Yeah. And offer certain kinds of possibilities that have to be careful about. You know, yeah. when you began to... When you began to do that kind of gene editing, some people worry that you are changing what it means to be human. That's the problem. And, yeah. uh, I, it, uh, of course, the new uh, Industrial Revolution offers us many opportunities, but it raises many fold questions on the ethical, but even legal uh, implications. And we have to be prepared for it. And that's what we want to do in Davos next year. Oh, I guess they're prepared for it. Uh, oh, it's this is the world we're in, where people are just taking this gene editing uh, mRNA vaccine, and uh, yeah, they're now going to be changed forever, and changing others around them as well. 
Isn't, isn't that just, isn't that great? You know, I saw this this study, or rather a poll, that claims that 20% of unvaccinated people actually want themselves to be banned from doing things. This just goes to show how absurd these polls are. This is from Information Liberation. A new Gallup poll claiming a slim majority of Americans support vaccine passports also claims that nearly one in four unvaccinated Americans support banning themselves from flying and one in five support banning themselves from going to work, staying at a hotel, dining in a restaurant and attending events with large crowds. This is just so absurd. Uh, Here's how Gallup's senior scientist Frank Newport, Ph.D., tried to explain away the comically embarrassing results. The relationship between vaccination status and attitudes about vaccination requirements, however, is by no means perfect. As seen in the accompanying table, about between 20 and 32 percent of Americans give seemingly contradictory opinions. Vaccinated people who say that there should be no vaccine requirements. How is that contradictory? A vaccinated person could very well say, you know, I'm vaccinated, but I don't want to ban everybody else who's not vaccinated from working, from going places. That's not contradictory. And uh, unvaccinated people who say that there should be such bans. The notion 20 to 25 percent of unvaccinated Americans want to be banned from leaving their home is not seemingly contradictory. It's directly contradictory. On the flip side, people who took the shot not wanting to have an Orwellian vaccine passport control grid rolled out for everyone isn't contradictory at all. Your poll is comically stupid and your analysis of it is even dumber. Yeah, these polls are just uh, put out to shape public opinion. That's all they're really there to do. Now, one of the things that's been shaping public opinion is all of the nonsense about ivermectin. I'm not saying that it's necessarily effective. It'd be interesting if it is actually affected in treating people who are sick and are testing positive for COVID-19, whatever it is, because that might imply that there is a parasite being injected into people. And we've actually, uh, one of the most popular articles on the Tribune is one Sinead put out years ago about how vaccines are injecting parasites into people. So it could very well be that ivermectin is having an effect on people because it is getting rid of the parasites that are being injected into people. I don't know. I don't know what's in these vaccines. You look at uh, what is the, the Moderna insert, and it's just a big blank paper folded up, and it tells you just to go online to check it out. Now, they might have some information online. I'm sure they do. But the point is, when you are looking at this piece of paper, let's say in the doctor's office, you're not going to be going online to read through all the information. It's, this is done on purpose. Well, we're just trying to keep it up to date as possible. They have the big old piece of paper all folded up and it's all blank. Absolutely insane. So yeah, the, the, uh, the press ran with all of these stories about COVID hospitals being flooded with people who have overdosed on ivermectin. It all turned out to be false. Absolutely untrue. Yeah, maybe a few of them did some retractions, but most didn't. Most of the blue check marks on Twitter didn't. They ran with this, oh, Joe Rogan with the horse paste. <laughs> Even though it's prescribed for humans as well, they were just talking about how people are using horse dewormer when they're not actually taking the version that is for horses that you can get at tractor supply company or something. So that just shows you know, that these people aren't getting fact-checked that they're not getting uh, you know, misinformation labels on them. All, all these big mainstream media sources that ran with this story that was absolutely made up. Yeah, so take, take a look into that one if you want. There was actually a pretty good article about this. 
by Matt Agarist, you know, a guy who you know talks about the Nazis once in a while. MSM refusing to fact check themselves on ivermectin lie is the nail in the coffin of their credibility. Yeah, their credibility was uh, destroyed long ago. But yeah, they don't need to fact check themselves. They need to just fact check us for for having facts that are just not you know in proper context. So there, it's, therefore, it's misinformation, as I discussed last week on the show. Oh, hey, here's a good development. Coronavirus sniffing dogs unleashed at Miami airport to detect virus in employees. Yeah, it's not just going to be employees. It's going to be everybody. Dogs sniffing you to see if you're sick. And if you are, well, we're going to lock you up and quarantine you and test you. Shove something up your nose and probably vaccinate you as well. Employees at Miami International Airport who go through the standard security check for weapons and other prohibited items now have another layer of screening before they start work. A sniff test from Cobra and One Beta. Cobra, female Belgian Malnois, and One Beta, a Dutch Shepherd, are seven-year-old dogs trained to detect the presence of the coronavirus. How the hell? If you can't even isolate this thing, how can you have a dog detect it? The keen-nosed canines are part of a pilot program at Miami International, one of the nation's busiest airports and the first to employ dogs in the battle against coronavirus. I wonder when they're going to have the robo-dogs out there sniffing out coronavirus and uh, liquidating any threats that they find. Okay, well, now we have uh, an interesting development in the UK where they're planning to unroll this vaccine passport and uh, further lockdowns. I, I don't know, maybe it's the people standing up against this. Maybe they don't want to go complete totalitarian like over the overboard now, they're going to ease up just a little bit so that they release some of the pressure and they don't get themselves overrun or overthrown by very angry people. I don't know. I don't know what's going on, but no more COVID-19 lockdowns and no more vaccine passport, at least for the foreseeable future here. This is from Reuters. British Health Minister Sajid Javid, a very British man, I'm sure, said on Sunday he did not expect the country to see any more lockdowns to fight the COVID-19 crisis and ruled out the use of vaccine passports to allow people to attend mass events. I am not anticipating any more lockdowns. I think it would be irresponsible for any health minister around the world to take everything off the table, but I just don't see how we get another lockdown, he told BBC uh, asked about the COVID passports, he said, what I can say is that we looked at it properly, and whilst we should keep it in reserve as a potential option, I am pleased to say we'll, we will be not uh, not be going ahead with this plan for vaccine passports. So that's an interesting development out of the UK. Uh, let's take a look at uh, the Daily Mail here, which has recently come out with an article that says, COVID vaccines won't end pandemic and officials must now gradually adapt strategy to cope with inevitable spread of virus, World Health Organization official warns. So now they're saying that the vaccines won't end the pandemic. So we're just going to have to, you know, have other draconian measures maybe, but uh, just get your damn vaccine anyway. Isn't it crazy, though? you got to get your damn vaccine, even though the World Health Organization is now saying that they're not going to end the pandemic. And that was the whole point of the vaccines, right? That's what we were told was going to happen. You just take the vaccine, everything will go back to normal. Yep. Uh, in May, he said that the pandemic would be over if 70% of uh, people were double jabbed. Yeah, and then you gotta, just got to change the goalposts a little bit. Oh, well, it's not going to be over. Sorry about that. Sorry about that. All right, what we're going to do now is we're going to move on to uh, this week in white genocide. Let's take a look at uh, what's going on in some campuses right now. And you can just find so much insanity every single week on uh, college campuses. 
So right now I'm going to turn to Campus Reform, which is a pro-Zionist shill site, but they do cover some interesting topics. Exclusive university faculty training lists perfectionism and sense of urgency as indicators of white supremacy. Yeah, so faculty and graduate students at Colorado University Boulder were recently encouraged to reject neoliberal concepts of time as well as to avoid cultural norms of white supremacy like sense of urgency and individualism in their classrooms. This is just Judeo-Bolshevik commie training. The university's Equitable Teaching Conference, just names like that, it's so ridiculous. Equitable Teaching Conference, hosted by the university's Center for Teaching and Learning, convened instructors and graduate students for virtual sessions on how to use equity-minded practices in the classroom. Attendance at the conference was entirely voluntary. They weren't, uh, faculty and staff were not required to attend. Presentation slides obtained by campus reform uh, reveal details of a session titled Anti-Racist pedagogy and decolonizing the classroom. <laughs> oh man, one of the slides lists perfectionism, sense of urgency, quantity over quality, and individualism as cultural norms of white supremacy. I've published about this before. This is kind of standard talking point now about how, you know, all these things that we used to kind of take for granted as just good business practice, those are actually just you know, white supremacy, expecting people to show up on time, white supremacy, uh, thinking that they should value the work that they're putting forth, actually, you know, do it well, do it right. That's white supremacy. Having a sense of urgency, you know, having deadlines, white supremacy, thinking that people should be able to, you know, take individual responsibility, white supremacy, cultural norms of white supremacy. You got to decolonize the classroom, guys. Decolonize the workforce. <laughs> Uh, so this presentation credits, um, you know, whatever they cited other methods of decolonization, including incorporating, connecting with the earth into assignments and classroom activities and helping students recognize their complicity in promoting human exceptionalism slash human superiority. Yeah. They, uh, suggest that you can decolonize uh, academic standards, uh, by, you got to critique the white Western masculine disembodied rationality f focus on the of the educational system. Another uh, item is to question the need for mastery, certainty, and perfection. It's just like how uh, that Jewish professor said that two plus two equals four reeks of white supremacy. It's just ridiculous, and they're re removing all of these standards for you know what you need to know to be able to pass high school because. It, too many white people, not enough non-whites, were passing. Now we look at affirmative action over there in the British Isles here. Miss England and Miss Ireland are both black this year and very unattractive. But, uh, yeah, I'm sure they were just the most, most beautiful women there. It's just ridiculous. You've got such beauty over there in the Emerald Isle and over there in the UK. But yet you've got Miss England and Miss Ireland as these Africans. It's just sickening. But this happened here in the U.S. as well. I wrote an article uh, last year, year before, whatever. Miss USA, Miss Teen USA, and Miss America are all black women. Yep, it's just what they're going with. It's affirmative action beauty here. Black is beautiful. We're going to ram it down your throats. And it's really just attacking white women who are the most beautiful creations in the world. But, uh, yeah, they got to they gotta step aside so that we can have more diversity. 
Let's take a look at what they did in Richmond. They took the Robert E. Lee statue in Richmond, and they cut it in two at the waist. They just cut his whole body off of the horse. It was a humiliation ritual, as Information Liberation put it here. It says, if the right is America's Taliban, the left is America's ISIS and Bakabazi occupation force. So this statue was actually uh, unveiled in 1890. So a very historical statue. Robert E. Lee, he never even owned slaves. He didn't like the idea of slavery. And uh, a very respected general. But uh, yeah, white supremacy's got to come down, guys. So what they actually did after they took this uh, statue and, and sawed it in half was they put a bunch of... Uh, they, they also unearthed the time capsule that was, I think, buried underneath it or somewhere near it. And they replaced the items with a bunch of uh, woke items. So now you have uh, kente cloth, LGBT pin, a BLM sticker, and an expired vial of COVID vaccine. Those all have gone in there. There's a whole list of, of things that went in there. Just absolutely uh, stupid, stupid stuff. Uh, that have gone in there. Um, New Virginians booklet with portraits of 24 immigrants. That's one of the things. Uh, we've got a better together LED board. <laughs> you are not alone. Pink heart print. <laughs> it's a bunch of gay shit. Um, Danville Public Schools first lady face mask. Oh my gosh. Uh, you've got... Photos and flyers from Stop Asian Hate protests in May of 2021. <laughs> oh, man. Just ridiculous, the, the stuff that they've thrown in there. It's an absolute joke. Uh, all this African crap, gay crap, anti-white crap. Yeah, that's what's, that's what's going in the time capsule. Imagine the people who would unearth that and what they would think. All right, now let's take a look at this story about this uh, flag-waving uh, tranny, you know, right under there of the, the rainbow banner. Eric Nina Cohen is an Antifa activist accused of stabbing a man in the heart, and uh, he, I'm not saying she, he was released from jail in Los Angeles after paying bail. Eric Luis Nina Cohen an Antifa activist who is charged with attempted murder in connection with the stabbing of a pro-medical freedom protester in Los Angeles last month. Some of you thought they should have medical freedom. This Jew, this tranny Jew is going out there stabbing this person in the heart. Yeah, been released on bail and had the charges downgraded. That is some Jewish privilege right there. Now, this guy, Andy No, N-G-O, no, I, I don't know how to say the Asian name there. Uh, he has... He's been reporting on it, but in order not to be banned from Twitter, he has to actually refer to this uh, criminal as as a she, this tranny Jew, who has uh, had the paid the sixty thousand dollar bail uh, down from one million, and uh, is is out. You could stab somebody in the freaking heart if you're a chosen tranny Jew, but if you uh, attended the the Capitol protest. While Trump was still president, you know, under his orders and telling people to go there. If you tend to that, then you just get locked up. It's just crazy. Yep. This is what real power and privilege looks like. 
Cohen here can allegedly stab somebody in the heart with a knife and get out on bail in just a few weeks, but Andy No can't even refer to the scumbag by his actual gender without getting banned from Twitter and deplatformed. That was from Information Liberation. Yeah, it's just the double standard here in the country. It's just uh, certain protected classes, you know. Uh, so, we've got to now the military. The military is saying that we need increased diversity to face China and Russia. It's an ethical imperative. Oh, this guy looks like a serious fag. This is a black uh, Marine Brigadier General, A.T. Williamson. So he says uh, that a diverse corp is necessary to implement future force design, top official says. Uh, this is Marine Corps Times. The Marine Corps needs increased diversity to fully implement the force design changes required to face off against China, Russia, or other potential threats, said Marine Brigadier General A.T. Williams. Yeah, diversity is our strength. If we don't have enough blacks and trannies and, uh, and Hispanics in the military, we, just, we won't be a good fighting force. It's the absolute opposite, actually. Oh, man. Yeah, diversity is our strength. Believe it. Believe it, Goyam. It's always going to be our strength. This was an interesting little story that uh, I saw about how the Taliban has painted over the the George Floyd mural with victory slogans in Afghanistan. Now, I am not one of those people who's like, oh, the Taliban is so based. It's just what's ridiculous to me is finding out that the U.S. occupation force had put up all this LGBTQ crap and a George Floyd mural in Afghanistan. What? Why? Why? Uh, This is from The Guardian. The Taliban have started replacing murals on Kabul's streets with paintings of their flags and Islamic slogans as the new rulers continue to reimpose their austere vision on Afghanistan. The murals addressed everything from the killing of George Floyd in the U.S. and the drowning of Afghan refugees in Iran to the signing of the U.S.-Taliban agreements towards peace and murder of a Japanese aid worker. Art Lords, a group of creatives, painted the murals on walls and blast barriers, spending eight years transforming swaths of Kabul until the Taliban marched in. Aww. Well, they painted over the George Floyd murals and the LGBT flags and the BLM flags. Aww. Aww. That's so sad. Aww. (laughs) The military has become just a force to... uh, you know, further all the Zionist causes, but especially a uh, globo homo. The U.S. military is 100% globo homo now. That's what they're all about. All right. Uh, let's now move on to uh, what's going on at the Daily Stormer. You know, once upon a time, the Daily Stormer used to be so much further ahead of uh, Renegade Tribune in terms of, of readership. But it's getting pretty close, guys. Right now, if you look at Alexa... Renegade Tribune has 133,000 in terms of rank, you know, one of the top 133,000 sites. But uh, Daily Stormer is only up there at 113,000, so we're closing in, and that will be good. I cannot wait to overtake Andrew Anglin and his despicable publication. Uh, just a little update, you know, to on the anti-women uh, agenda that's going on right now. Let's see what he's promoting. Well, it's kind of the same old, same old. Just to remind you why Sinead and I talk about this so frequently. I just have to let you know. You might not check this out, but a lot of people do. A lot of young white men who are angry 
go and read this crap, and they are influenced. Okay, so he had this article about greasy sluts at the beach lash out against man who called their bikinis pornographic. Yeah, it was some Christian guy. Those bikinis, they weren't even thong bikinis. Those bikinis are pornographic. You gotta, you gotta cover yourselves. Okay, so he says, listen, men do not sexually harass women. That is a myth and a hoax. All sexual harassment goes the other direction. You'd think this is parody, but guys, it's not. Not for the people who read it. Women use their bodies as a weapon against men. The last decades of this sickening satanic Western system have been about institutionalizing the right of women to use their bodies to manipulate and exploit men. Women are a disease and a cancer on society, and they must be beaten up and gang-raped. The Taliban is right about women. We cannot continue to have this in our society. When the new civilization rises from the ashes of this VAC system, women are going to be treated like they deserve to be treated. They will be covered, and they will be forced to submit. That is something that frankly should make you excited for the coming end of the system. In the new order, we are going to make new rules. Watch those videos of those howling sluts, then imagine such sluts getting their teeth knocked out in a ruthless gang rape. This will bring you comfort and joy in your time of darkness. They're sluts who need to be gang raped and have their teeth knocked out because they were wearing bikinis. That's all that this guy knows about these, these girls on the video. Girls in bikinis. What kind of, what kind of heterosexual man would be opposed to, to girls in bikinis. R really. This guy is a militant fag. A militant anti-white woman fag. That's really what the case, the case is here. What should happen to Andrew Anglin is, is, is brutal. It needs to be brutal. I want to see it done. I want to be there to do it. Okay? Let's make it happen. Find him and bring him to me. Please. Please. I don't have the money. I don't have all the Bitcoin he does. Think about that, how much Bitcoin this guy got. He's got he got millions of dollars doing the Daily Stormer. Shilling for Jews, essentially. Shilling for Donald Trump. A shilling against women. He's got millions of dollars from this. He also just published an article after this about, you remember that uh, reporter, Lara Logan, or something like that, who says she got gang-raped by Arabs during the Arab Spring? Um, he, he says, uh, gang rape should be legal in America. That's the, uh, the title of one of the sections here. Or maybe that was the title. There. Yeah, it was the title of one of the sections. This brings us to the obvious point. If she was gang-raped, then didn't she deserve it? The Islamic policy of retrib retrib retributory gang rape is a truly just policy. If women want to play around with sex, they might get what's coming to them. When a woman goes off showing off her body and trying to manipulate men, she is knowingly explo exploiting a weakness in men for personal gain. This is a criminal type behavior by women, and the only reasonable response is gang rape. I always say that sluts deserve to be gang-raped, and I think people think I'm joking, but it's literally what they deserve. It should be legalized, and we could not have any more of these problems with women. If a woman knows that at any point a crowd of men could jump up on her and rip her clothes off, she's not going to be so quick to leave her house in slut clothing or without an escort. Why, why is this guy still breathing? We've got, we've got supposedly proud white men who support this piece of shit. I can't believe he's still ahead of Renegade Tribune. That says a lot about where this movement is right now and where it needs to be going. 
Andrew Anglin is an enemy of the white race. Clear and simple. He is a shill for Jews. Clear and simple. Anybody who's been promoting him over the years is likely also a shill for the Jews. Think about how many people promoted this piece of shit. I'm not joking about gang raping girls. <laughs> I'm serious. We've been telling you guys this for so long. He has literally called for child rape gangs. He's not making it explicit here, but he's called for young girls, 13 or I forget the you know exact age or the, the bottom limit of who he thinks should be gang raped and impregnated. Yeah, torture, rape, and enslave 13-year-old girls, white girls. That's what this piece of shit wants to do. And we've got, we've got men, people call themselves men out there, pro-white men, applauding it. Guys, who else is calling this out? Name one other outlet that's even calling this out. I mean, maybe there's one. I don't know about it. Why are white men allowing for this, even just this type of language to be taking place? White women are, are raped at an absurd level each year in the United States by black men and by uh, these refugees as well. Over there in Europe, the refugees, also the, the illegal immigrants coming into this country. Of course, white men are doing some raping too, but we're not standing up for them. We're letting this happen. What is going on? Hey, also, feminists. Feminists don't care about this, about women being raped en masse, sometimes in public. Where, where are the people who are supposedly fighting for women? It's so sick. It's so sick. You've got the pro-whites making excuses for it, saying it's justified. And then you've got the feminists making excuses for it, saying it's justified. So essentially, the feminists and the anti-feminists both agree. White women being raped, that's fine. That's okay. You know, I've even heard the argument that white women can't be raped. Just like white, white people can't be racist. So infuriating. Okay, I got this, I got this uh, comment on the Tribune. And oh, this is, just, this is just perfect. From Jim. A guy named Jim. And it was about one of the, maybe Dr. Carrie Chan. No, it was maybe about the uh, New Zealand Prime Minister, Hacinda Ardern, who's likely a tranny. We saw the dick swinging around when it was walking in that red dress. Hate to say it, but this is what happens when a woman is put in power totally subservient to the Jew agenda. No matter what will fuck up a country just to serve the pervert puppeteers. Okay, really? Really, guy? Because Joe Biden's not a servant to the, the Jews. Donald Trump wasn't a servant to the Jews. No. Boris Johnson, not a servant to the Jews and part Jew himself. No, I mean... Geert Wilders? No, not a servant to the Jews. Every single male leader for decades upon decades, and, and probably going back millennia too, <laughs> has been a servant to the Jews. But, no, it's women. When women get in power, they're just subservient to the Jews. This is just anti-woman rhetoric that's being parroted around. Gillard did the same in Australia. A total corrupt fuckwit. University of Adelaide took her out of ad caused so many complaints. What? Thatcher, same in UK, who after left politics, was this guy, he can't translate from Hebrew maybe, apologized for, excuse me, for what she did. 
a total 180 degree. Hey, too fucking late, bitch. LOL. Actually, his, uh, his email address is apparently from Australia. But yeah. Oh, just let's... Mama Merkel. Look at what Merkel did. It's the women, guys. You got to just blame the women. Not, not the strong white men like Donald Trump and Joe Biden. We've... <laughs> Ron DeSantis, I mean, he would never be subservient to Jews. Are you kidding me? Guys, this is what we're up against. We're trying to point out how Jews are ruining this world, how Jews have complete control, and then you've got all these people distracting from it, pointing the finger at women. White women are the problem. They just need to be gang-raped. It's, it's just the same way that uh, on the other side, you've got feminists pointing, well, white men are the ones of power. we got to take down the patriarchy. Never talking about the gaytriarchy. Jews have set up so many different front groups to deflect attention away from themselves. So what we need to do, uh, we need to be like armor-piercing bolts to get right through those defenses and get to the heart of the matter. Guys, I need you to help me in this struggle. I need you to get the truth out there. I need you to help share around the shows, the articles. I need you to support in whatever way you can. If that means you you send some support to the P.O. Box, thank you. If it means getting some stuff from Heathen Herbs, thank you. If it means just leaving a good comment from now and, now and again, thanks. Appreciate it. But really, guys, do your part. Get out there. Get active. That's all I've got for you this week. Unless we really, really fight hard, this world is lost. It's now the time to act. Please do something. Goodbye. Say it with